Hello, I'm Laura Hamilton. Welcome to Book Larder Podcast, where we share author talks from the kitchen of Seattle's Community Cookbook Shop. The Economist magazine declared 2019 the year of the vegan. From a cookbook perspective, I'd say this is true. The numbers of new vegan cookbooks hitting the market is on the rise, and we're selling more of them at Book Larder than ever before. Some people are going vegan because of animal welfare issues, others because of concerns about the climate crisis. But for today's guest, Sapna Chandra, it was the health benefits she found in a plant-based diet that inspired her to make the switch. Her excitement to share her newfound love of whole foods with others led her to create her real and vibrant blog and to the creation of her first cookbook, Plant Power Bowls. Whether you're a full-time vegan or just looking for delicious ways to eat more plant-based foods, you'll find much to love in Sapna's approachable, colorful recipes. She showed us one of her recipes in our kitchen at her cookbook launch in April 2019. Here's Sapna Chandra and Plant Power Bowls. I just want you all to know that I'm so grateful that you're all here to help celebrate the first day of this cookbook, my very first cookbook, which is just crazy and blows my mind. But to start off, I just wanted to share a story with you guys first. So I'm going to take you back 15 years ago when, you know, I think most of you guys were alive back then. (laughs) Spring of 2004, I just graduated from grad school with my master's in computer science. And like any other graduate, I was just really excited to have a job. And I was six months into my first job. I was living the dream, you know, traveling, working, working for a great company, doing some really exciting stuff. And one afternoon, I experienced my first migraine attack. That was the very beginning of a really long journey of just finding a treatment, a cure, something to help me. These migraines started out like once in a while, then they started once a week, and soon I was getting them three to four times a week. It was pretty pretty wild. <laughs> of course, like the search went on. I went to doctor after doctor, treatment after treatment, and unfortunately experienced one side effect after another. And then I think it's something about Seattle, but I moved here about five years ago, and things changed. I started getting into yoga and I finally started wondering like, wait, is there a relationship between what I'm eating and how I'm feeling? Because these migraines aren't going away. I've literally tried everything. That is when I started changing things that I was eating in my diet. And instead of picking up takeout every night and eating at restaurants, I started learning how to make my own food. And I started really simple. I started green juices and then I started making smoothies and then I taught myself how to make quinoa for the first time and that didn't go well. Um, And then I tried to eat kale and that didn't go well. So it was just one thing after another. But I noticed that as I started cutting out the processed food from my diet, my migraines just like disappeared. And that is when I got really excited. And when I get really excited, I tell everyone I know, everything I'm experiencing. So all my friends had experienced, you know, had known about my migraines. I'd always cancel plans with them. 
because I have a migraine. And I started feeling really good. And for the first time in my life, I had time for life. And I felt like I was given a second chance at life. You know, a few months into this awesome lifestyle here, I'm like cooking my own food, really excited. My dad had a heart attack and he went into cardiac arrest and he was rushed into a quadruple bypass surgery. And that's when everything kind of came to a standstill. And I never saw it coming, and I don't think most people do either. I soon found myself back at home in Kansas, where I grew up, and helping take care of my dad. And during this time, I had a lot of time. So I started you know, helping with this recovery, and I took time away from my corporate career. I started reading every book I could on health and food and the relationship, and how did my, this happen to my dad, you know? And how can I help others or help myself? That's when I trained to become a health coach. And um, from there, I enrolled soon after. I completed that, I enrolled in Ruby. It's a plant-based professional cooking program. And then one thing led to another. I was sharing whatever I was eating on Instagram. I never imagined like it would blow up to what it is today, but one thing led to another and I got had the opportunity to write this cookbook which I am so grateful for. And today I'm standing in front of you guys. So it's just crazy. You just never know where life will take you. And today, if I'm standing here in front of you, it's because real food has really helped me change my life. And I hope if it already hasn't for you, it does the same for you. So Plant Power Bowls here is a cookbook that celebrates real food. It celebrates whole foods. It just celebrates no matter what you're eating, what your dietary lifestyle is, I'm not telling you to become vegan or vegetarian or anything. I'm just saying add more plants to whatever you're eating because, you know, we're all different. And just because I may like something doesn't mean your body will like it. So it's just taking the time to figure out what works for you. But I bet eating more real food is gonna help no matter what. So today I'm gonna be demonstrating a recipe from my cookbook. It is roasted beets and oranges. So the entire cookbook is based basically bowls and it's divided by season because there's a lot of power in eating by season. So like there used to be a time when I would eat strawberries in December and mangoes in November and <laughs> you know it's just like all over the place but now I try to stick to what is in season today. Not only is it cheaper, it's more fresh and you're eating more local fresh produce and you're going to feel so much better. So I've organized the book in four parts for each season of the year, and then there's like an entire dessert section. Eating healthy doesn't mean we deprive ourselves from sweets because that's definitely not the case. Yeah, so we're gonna get started. All of my bowls that I've basically added into this book are very versatile. You know, if you don't like an ingredient, swap it out with something else. If you don't like a certain grain, find some other grain to use. But as I told you in the beginning, I didn't have the best introduction to kale. <laughs> so of course this demo is gonna be all about kale. But the amazing thing is kale is a great green, as you guys know, and it's very nutrient dense, but it can be a little hard to eat because it's a little more bitter. So what's one of the best ways of dealing with kale is by massaging it. And if you just, you know, break off the stems and then break it into small pieces, like I'm gonna do here, tear off some kale, and then just have fun with your food. I usually like to turn on some music, maybe wear an apron, pour yourself a glass of kombucha. You know, really like make food fun because before I used to look at it as a task, like, oh, I have to make dinner. But I think when it became more of a ritual for me, it was like part of my self-care, it became a lot more fun. 
And it really helps to like kind of batch things up. So like maybe one day, uh, one day a week, I'll like prepare a lot of ingredients. And then throughout the week, I'll just use my fridge as like a little mini buffet. And you know, the great thing about bowls is you can throw anything you want in there. So it's like if you're bored and you have some like sweet potatoes that are about to go bad, roast them up and throw them in your bowl. <laughs> and if you're like what I used to be, which is I'd always have a ton of ingredients that would go to waste. They'd always be sitting at the back of the fridge and I'd be afraid to like touch them until, you know, the fridge would start smelling. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, I got to deal with this. So um, what I started doing was I would just throw them in my bowls. So that kind of became my motto is like, just throw it in a bowl. It just made easy eating really fun, which is, you know, how Real and Vibrant really started. It was, it was all because of these bowls. So, you know, if you want to add some oil in here, I like to add some extra virgin olive oil and then some even lime juice, lemon juice. And then you really want to just massage it in there. And you can see the kale and now it's like kind of soft. And massaging it with your hands like breaks down that tough cell structure. So now it's easier to eat. It actually tastes better and supposedly it's easier to digest. So this just makes it a lot better. So what I like to do is take those ingredients and then just scoop them up in my bowl. I'll add some kale in here. And I know a lot of these ingredients all have amazing benefits. For example, you know, beets have vitamin C, they have a lot of fiber, they have essential minerals, but you don't really need to know all those benefits. What I try to do is just eat the rainbow. And if you're like making sure that you're eating different colored foods, you're eating a variety, you're probably getting a lot of your nutrients in there. So next we have beets in here and roasted beets are amazing. I used to actually hate roasting beets, but these days we're, Pretty lucky, like you can actually buy roasted beets that are already prepared. I love the brand Love Beets and you can find them in the refrigerator section. They make it so much easier just so you don't have to deal with the beets. And then you can just slice them up and throw them in there. So here we have some roasted beets and let's see, we're just gonna cut them up. I'm just gonna arrange some in here. And then we have some quinoa here. So quinoa is a great source of protein. Also it helps fill you up, add some like structure to your bowl. So. What's awesome about bowls is like, you can make them look really pretty and they have that. Um, and we eat with our eyes first. So if your food looks good, it's going to probably taste pretty good too. So here we have our base bowl. Um, it consists of your massage kale, your quinoa and your roasted beets. So now I like to like jazz it up with some more um, ingredients. So walnuts here, I have some diced red onions. And so I like to make sure my bowls, one, are colorful, and two, they have a lot of texture. So you don't want it to just be all creamy or all crunchy. You wanna like really mix it up to keep it interesting. And kind of my uh, motto is, is really keeping your bowls simple, but also really interesting. I have some minced chives here, also some citrus. And the citrus and beets go really well together. And oh yeah. There is the dressing. So let's say you wanted to prepare this for work. You'd probably just pack this up and take it to go and then have your dressing in a separate container. And then when it's time to eat, you know, you already have your meal. So because we want to, we want to keep this interesting, right? You don't have to eat this every night. You can, let's say one night you want to add more protein to your meal. So you could throw in some chickpeas or maybe whatever bean it is of your choice or whatever protein it is of your choice. If you're like me, you love avocados. Adding some health, more healthy fats in here. 
So I really like the avocado. It's really easy, delicious. And then that's it. So there you have an entire meal, um, a modified meal or whatever you want to do with it. Got some pepita seeds here and you have your bowl. So that's really it. It's pretty simple. I look at my book as a starting springboard for, you know, if you're a beginner cook, this book is perfect for you. Like if you're just getting in the kitchen, if you're a more experienced cook, it's just gonna give you more ideas on how to mix up different ingredients and maybe a different way of eating, which you haven't tried before, but keep it sustainable because when I started eating healthier, what I was really concerned about was like, okay, I went from like not spending any time in the kitchen to now like, spending hours in the kitchen and that's not sustainable in the long run. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't have hours to spend every day, you know, cooking meals. So bowls became a really easy way for me to like just quickly make meals and not think about it too much because I would just prepare all the ingredients separately, store them in like glass containers. And then when it was time to eat, I'd just be like, okay, you know, I think I'm in the mood for chickpeas today. So let me scoop some out. I'm in the mood for beets today, so I already have those roasted. And when I run out, I'll just roast some more or prepare some more. And it just makes eating healthy, sustainable, and easy and accessible. So yeah, that's it pretty much. Do you guys have any questions? What's the dressing that you prepared for this? So this dressing is a combination of pistachio, pistachio lemon dressing. So it's basically um, a mixture of pistachio, lemon juice, olive oil, some hemp seeds, some garlic, salt and pepper. It's super simple and just stick to whole foods. How long does it last when you make the dressing? So, okay, I love these mason jars. I've been using them for years now, um, or you could get wet jars or anything. This will last for a few days. So I'll just make a batch that I'll, I know I'll finish over the next few days and then I'll use that up. What other grains do you like to I like everything, like buckwheat, really anything. Like quinoa's kind of been my go-to, but I also enjoy rice. And I mean, I really kind of stick to anything that's in my fridge and or in my, I kind of have like a setup where my pantry, like I have a bunch of grains and then I'll like pick up grain every week and then cook with that and then move on to the next grain. So there's still some variety, but I would say quinoa is still my favorite. <laughs> Yeah. It honestly just depends. So sometimes I'll be like really ambitious and I'm like, okay, this week is going to be awesome. I know it's going to be busy. So let me just set up a couple, like an hour or so. It's usually after grocery, my grocery session. And before like I put everything in the grocery, um, in the fridge, I'll just prep up, like cut up my carrots, chop up onions. And it's just, if it hasn't entered the fridge, I'm more likely to do it. So that's why I like to do it right after grocery time. Other times I just kind of fill up things as I've run out. So like, let's say, you know, I prepared these beets, I run out, I might prepare some more after that. So it's kind of scattered throughout the week. Because a lot of times, you know, like the food you prepare on Sunday isn't going to taste great the following Friday, right? So I try to keep it fresh where it's like every few days I'm preparing some ingredients, but not spending too much time doing it. It's more like, oh, you know, I'm going to write some emails. Let me roast some sweet potatoes. I try to kind of work it in with other tasks and not like make it this long dreaded, you know, chore that I don't like to do every week. 
Do you, have, do you make bowls with, um, with warm or heated ingredients? Yes. Yeah. For this demo, I wanted to keep it really simple here, but a lot of things, like, especially this time of the year, I really love like warmer bowls. So I will like prep warmer ingredients and stick to those as well. So it's really anything. It's like combining that, that fresh, right. You know, your kale combined with, which you can even cook kale, right. And then combining it with those warming ingredients. If I wanted to like, I don't know, make a chickpea curry, for example, then I could use that as an ingredient. So yeah, it's like really anything in the book has a variety of both warm and cold, depending on the season. Thank you for sharing all this. Do you, um, do you use a lot of fruits? Do you put fruit in your bowls at all? So this one I did, I had an orange, um, not all of them. It just really depends. I know some people don't like to mix fruit. So again, that's like kind of a personal preference, but some of them do. I personally like the sweet and save, like having a little bit of sweetness to the savory to balance it out. It just really depends on your preference. But in the book, there's kind of a variety of both. You know, I never used to roast vegetables and as basic as that sounds like that really helped me when I first started because when you roast vegetables, you know, you're cooking it at a high heat for a while and it caramelizes the flavor and it brings out that natural sweetness in that ingredient. So that became like my first favorite technique for cooking. Like I would roast everything. I, I mean, things I probably shouldn't be roasting. Like I just stick them in the oven. I'm like, it, it's got to taste good. If you throw some salt and pepper and, you know, throw some, you know, uh, avocado oil, whatever oil in them. So yeah, roasting was my first favorite. And now it's like, I try to experiment with different things and keep it interesting. What are your thoughts about um, food combining in terms of fruits, veggies, you know, mm-hmm. when I look things up, I get just Yeah, you know, (laughs) so I totally agree with you. Um, So when I first started this whole journey, right, I went on Google and I'd be like, okay, can I eat this? Can I eat this? And the more I'd search, I'd get really confused. Like, what is the right way of eating? And what I, the biggest thing I've learned over the last few years is there really isn't a right or wrong way. It's what's right for you. So if food combining works for you, it works for me that's awesome. If I don't feel like bloated and like really lethargic and whatever, I actually feel really energized after eating fruit. And, but some people don't. So I think it's really a personal preference. I think taking that time to like figure out what works for you because we're all so unique and it may work or not work for each one of us. For you personally, when you had the migraines, do you think cutting out processed food versus going vegan was the bigger piece for you? So I've been a vegetarian my whole life, okay? Um, my parents were vegetarian or are vegetarian, and I still consider myself a vegetarian. It's just that before all these years, I was a vegetarian who mostly only ate like bread and pasta and, you know, all those things, right, that were highly processed. And now I'm a vegetarian who's eating mostly plant-based and who's really trying to stick to that real food, whole, you know, foods lifestyle. And the biggest thing I noticed was honestly was when I started cutting out that processed food. For me, it was really that sugar that was in food. Even now, like, you know, health is a continuous journey. You know, we don't just get fixed and it's like working out. You don't just work out and get, you know, 
all feeling great and then you just stop. Like if I don't take care of myself now, those migraines will come back and they keep me in check and they let me know, okay, step now, too many cupcakes, like <laughs> you better chill out there. So I think for I think for me it's just really like it was figuring out that cutting down on those processed foods made the biggest difference. I'd love to learn more just about the um, like how the opportunity for a cookbook came about and what the process oh, was yeah. like for creating it and you know some of your mm-hmm. favorite yeah, that's amazing because I never really had a cookbook in my, my, my life plan or whatever you want to call it. I was just working my corporate job and chilling out. And it was incredible. Like because of Instagram, I would say Instagram has changed my life. <laughs> it was two years ago and my audience was really growing on Instagram. And if any of you follow me, thank you for your support. And yeah, Sasquatch Books, you know, my now editor, Susan Roxborough, she sent me an email and said, hey, have you ever considered writing a cookbook? And it just started from there. And I was like, whoa, a cookbook. (laughs) Uh, We jumped on the call and we talked about it. And I was like, wow, this is such a great way to serve my audience in a different way. You know, health coaching is like very one-on-one, but serving people through a cookbook that's so accessible, they could like pick it up, make a recipe and cook from it and feel good is pretty awesome. So I was like, yeah. And it was a crazy ride. Like I had no idea what I was signing up for when, you know, I entered this process. I didn't really know anyone who'd written a cookbook in real life that I didn't stalk on Instagram or anything like that. I just was like, yeah, it sounds great. Let's do it. And then it was a two-year journey. And then in the beginning, I wrote a cookbook proposal figured out how to write that cookbook proposal, thanks to Google. And, you know, (laughs) it got approved. And then, you know, we moved on to like an actual deal, a book deal and signed that. And then I got started on like just writing, you know, coming up with recipe ideas. I really wanted it to be accessible to anyone, not just for someone who's been in the kitchen for years and knows how to make, this book isn't like, oh my God, you need all these crazy ingredients and techniques. I want anyone in this room to like make something and feel really good about what you just made and be like, wow, this this looks really nice and it tastes good. And I actually feel good after eating it. I don't feel like going to sleep right now. So that was my goal for this cookbook was to make something anyone could use. So many of these are like my favorites and it would be hard for me to pick a few, but I think I, I'm a huge fan of like integrating fruit in my bowl. So like there's like a watermelon dish, which, you know, a bowl, which I'm really a huge fan of. You know, honestly, I love all these recipes. That's why they're in here. But um, I think it just, just really depends on my mood and how much, you know, what I want to eat and what I'm feeling like. This was from the spring season for summer, for example. This is a watermelon and arugula bowl. And so... So that's one of my favorite. I mean, it's one of my many favorites. There's arugula, chickpeas, quinoa, watermelon, blueberries, mint, pepitas, lime, cashew dressing, a bunch of ingredients there. And then there's more summer. In the fall, it's I'm really into like the warmer bowls because, you know, it's the time where it starts to get cooler, the season's changing. So here's like an autumn harvest bowl and it has really simple ingredients like squash and lentils just things that over time and there's a whole section in the book of like just essentials to like start your pantry and your kitchen like when I first started cooking I was like am I gonna have to go buy the Vitamix am I gonna have to go spend thousands of dollars on all these tools and no I didn't I like literally bought you know 
a bowl. And it was just one by one, you know, whenever I, you know, it was my, my kitchen got built out over time, over a couple years. And even now I'm like adding little tools and stuff. But what I learned was the biggest, the biggest thing I learned was how to use a knife. When I started cooking, I didn't know how to use a knife. I was terrified of this. And if you had given me this chef's knife a few years ago, I'd be like, whoa, keep that away from me. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things I learned was how to chop ingredients. And before, if you're anything like me, I bought like all those fancy choppers, you know, like something that dices your onions one way and then you keep banging on it and it dices <laughs> things up more. And then, um, but now I don't, I got rid of all of those items. I donated them and I just stick to my knife. And there's something magical about like learning how to dice and chop things and slice them up. And it feels very artistic when you're cooking. Like, yeah, like I can actually use one of these knives and I can actually chop up my own ingredients. So um, I learned a few different techniques for chopping and slicing. So, and being really careful, I started out very slowly. I just kind of sit in the kitchen and chop for like 30 minutes and got really good at like the whole, all the movements and how you slice things. And, and then it got easier and easier, just like anything else. You mentioned um, going to a cooking school or something? Yeah, so it was, it was all online. It was, um, it's called Ruby and they have a plant-based professional cooking program. And if you have any questions about it, if you're ever interested, let me know. I can, I, I'd be happy to share more details. That's where I learned how to use a knife. <laughs> but it was really awesome because we'd have all this, we'd learn every single technique of cooking, how to create your own recipes and everything. So that really helped um, boost my confidence in the kitchen and led to writing this cookbook too. A lot of the dressings, like just online even, are often like raw cashew-based. Mm -hmm. I have a tendency to do that, but maybe I overdo it and I worry about allergies. What uh -huh. would you say is like a good substitute for that and I tried raw sunflower seeds it doesn't quite work yeah I I like using hemp seeds as hemp well seeds. and and you're getting a boost of protein in there as well so I buy like one of those big hemp bags from Costco and they're awesome and I use them mm -hmm. well you can just if you have a high-speed blender you can like just throw it in there and it you'll it'll mix right in and it'll taste creamy like mm -hmm. yeah yes you should try that. <laughs> well, I think you didn't like my knife tip. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Do you have some favorite restaurants, cookbooks, cooking shows? Is there anything that you recommend? You know, I'm one of those people that just liked likes to buy cookbooks and I get inspired just looking at them and the fact that they're in my kitchen or on my bookshelf and I just, I love them so much. There's a lot of cookbooks out there that played a role in my kind of journey in the beginning that got me inspired and made cooking. There are a lot of online blogs like Pinch of Yum, Minimalist Baker, all those were like really awesome tools and starters where I started loving lemons. You know, there's just so many great online resources and of course books. I don't really, I don't have cable, so I don't really watch that many shows on purpose. <laughs> but yeah, there's just, I think there's inspiration everywhere we look, like going to restaurants. I don't really like say, oh, I'm not gonna eat at certain restaurants because they're not like, vegetarian or this or that. I just kind of go wherever I am and find something or maybe customize it a little bit and ask them. And everyone is so awesome. And like, I grew up in Kansas and there were no vegetarian options there. 
So I learned very early in my life just how to ask for what I want when I go to a restaurant. So in a very polite way. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think there's always something to eat anywhere you go. Sometimes when I'm thinking about a salad, I wish that I was eating something warm. Mm -hmm. So what would your favorite warm recipes be? Oh, I don't know. I would start in the winter section, you know, because there's a lot of warmer recipes. The fall and the winter, definitely the warmer recipes. But it's just like in, uh, warming up any of these ingredients to give you that warmer, you know, integrating squash, sweet potatoes. It's just more cozy and comfy and it gives you that you know, satisfied feeling that it's not like, oh, a summer salad where you're eating, you know, really light food. Thank you so much. Thank you. Many thanks to Sapna for debuting her first cookbook with us. As always, you can get 10% off a copy of Plant Power Bowls and any other book featured on Booklarder Podcast by visiting booklarder.com and entering the code PODCAST at checkout. We have signed copies of many of the featured books, so be sure to get one of those while they last. And if you visit us in the shop, just mention that you heard about a book on the podcast for 10% off in-store as well. This episode was produced and edited by Abby Circatella. Our theme music was composed and performed by James Coley. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and if you like what you heard here, please leave us a rating and review to help others find us. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where our handle is at BookLarder. For more information about BookLarder, including author talks, cooking classes, and to join our monthly email newsletter, visit BookLarder.com. And if you find yourself in Seattle, visit us in person at 4252 Fremont Avenue North. I'm Laura Hamilton. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.